Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of our show today. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, the United States of America. And of course, good morning to the world. Good morning, everybody. We are going to have a great show for you today, as usual. And you are going to have a great day because you will make it that way. Good morning, Control Room, our bastion of geniuses. <laughs> Why are you? Oh, goodness gracious. So early, so. So Monday. So Monday. It's so Monday. It is. Uh, so how was Monday. your weekend? Your anniversary weekend, I understand. Well, actually, t- t- wait. The anniversary weekend was is past, but this weekend was my wife's birthday weekend, and Ooh. she went, yes. So um, we had to take care of her, both Ashley and myself. So that's what occurred this weekend. How was well, your weekend? Not long enough. Oh yeah, I know, I know. I I I can't. I knew how tired I was going to be today, so I did my spinning last night. I don't know if it was a good idea, but I did it. But anyhow, what's going on down in the in the central station? Well, I was actually spinning myself, you know, a little dizzy this morning, but that's normal. <laughs> we, we, we have some uh, wisdom from Jack that'll set you spinning. Here you go, Jack. Okay, good spin morning, me, Jack. Good morning, good morning, sir. How are you doing? Okay, this is a couple of affirmations I get from a friend named Brett. Patience, tolerance. Patience, tolerance, and a little love. When you focus on your problems, they grow and you don't. Sometimes things go wrong, but you don't have to go with them. You know I like what? It. I like I like that. Sometimes some things go wrong, but let them go. You don't have to deal with it. I kind of like that, Jack. Was that yours completely? No, no. This... uh this friend sends me some information. Also, oh, you're re- you're serious when you said this friend sent you something. Okay. Yes. Got yes. You. Yeah. Yes. Got you. Got you. Shout Love out. It. To, shout out to you, Brett. There you go. Shout out, Brett, if you're listening from the one and only Jack Van Beber. Anyway, we have a great show for you today, but don't forget this is your show, no matter what. Even though we have planned many topics to talk about, you can always call and change the topic. want to welcome Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain, in Europe for being with us early this morning for us, afternoon for her. Anyway, folks, we're going to have a great show for you today. We want to make sure that you're a part of it. Please remember that you can go ahead and reach us in many different ways, specifically. You start by 90.1 FM on your dial if you so choose. Alternatively, you can download the TuneIn application from Android or I didn't mean in the Play Store or the Apple Store. Alternatively, again, you can stream from our website directly, kpft.org, kpft.org. Click that listen button and you can listen to us live. You can also, of course, while there, if you're so inclined to keep this station afloat by sending us a few of those dollars because again this is a public station funded solely by its listeners which means everything that you hear here is for you not coming from 
a corporate entity trying to, you know, you know how that works. Anyway, likewise, you can watch the pro you can watch the show directly at the KPFT Facebook page. That is at facebook.com slash KPFT Houston, facebook.com slash KPFT Houston. Or you can watch it on YouTube for those YouTubers who have that phone and love to watch their shorts on YouTube, etc. You can watch us live on YouTube, politicsandright.tv, politicsandright.tv. And of course, you can get the podcasts of all our clips and everything else by simply going to politicsandright.com slash podcast, politicsandright.com slash podcast. Give us a call at 713-526-5738. Is there anything that's bothering you? We had, a, we had an eventful weekend where we went from thinking we were absolutely going into a government shutdown but instead, Kevin McCarthy did what he should have done in the very first place to remove the anxiety from the American population that somehow our government was again going to go into an irresponsible and expensive shutdown. He did the right thing for a change. But you know what? He knew he was going to do the right thing, irrespective. And beforehand, though, I want, I want to tell... Uh, before I get into the subjects or anything, because this is disconcerting, you know, right now, I think a lot of people look at uh, McCarthy, the, the Speaker of the House, the person holding back progress as, well, you know, he caved or he went ahead and he did what was necessary to keep the government open. Great job, et cetera, et cetera. But I want you all to understand what was going to happen in that Congress had Matt Gates, one of the obstinate, precocious uh, representatives from Florida, who currently has, uh, has McCarthy against the wall. The budget, had he, pa had he passed the budget or the, the, the type of CR that's continuing resolution to keep the government funded for 45 days, had he done what these folks were asking to get done, had he done it, I tell you what would have happened. But before I go into specifically what would have happened, let me throw it to Brother Reynolds, who wants to make an important statement. Come on in, Reynolds. Egberto, I was listening to Arnie on the way in with mm -hmm. uh, Scott Braddock from the uh, Austin mm -hmm. newspaper. And his reporting on the uh, the down. Paxton, yeah, oh the, the Paxton, Paxton thing, yeah. Uh -huh. I am so disgusted with Texas yeah. politics. I didn't hear I mean, it, but what did you hear? Well, they were talking about the three million dollar donation to that oh yeah, Patrick, Patrick. Yes, yes. Yeah, the three million dollar payoff. Yes. I mean, it just it's, it just seems like you can do anything you want in Texas politics. Yes. Whether it's legal or not, anything you want. And you better believe I'm going to be at the voting ballots. You better believe I'm going to be at those voting machines next time because but, I will be voting against these clowns. I'm so sick of this garbage. You know what's the problem, though? I am glad you brought that up because a lot of people here, the, you know, we have such short term memories, um, uh, Howard, because a lot of people don't know 
that the Senate, look, overwhelmingly, the House is Republican. Overwhelmingly, Republicans voted to oust, to, to impeach Paxton. Not Democrats, overwhelmingly, Democrats did as well, but it's a supermajority in the House. And overwhelmingly, Republicans voted to impeach Paxton. And then it goes to the Senate, and they're paid off. Specifically, Paxton is paid off. Everybody's scared of what Paxton can do with the money that the that folks are going to send his way against these Republican senators. They paid off. They got three millions. And then he had the audacity after the vote to come out immediately after the Senate voted not to impeach and attack the Senate, uh, attack the House for having for having impeached Paxton. You're so right that we need uh, a wholesale change, but nobody, the, the, you don't hear the media talking about it. Well, you did, but you don't well, you hear just them. heard them. Right. You just you heard did. the media talking about it. The you independent did. media, right. which should exactly. say something to folks to support the radio station at 713-526-5738. We've got membership coming up. You want to be a member of this freedom, this free press, you, you, you know how to do it. Now, I, I hijacked your show, and I'm sorry. No, but no, getting no. back to Matt Gates. Yes. Yeah, getting back to Matt Gates. I saw him on uh, This Week. Yes. What a deplorable, disgusting little creature. Yes. I mean, come on, man. Really? Yes. Yeah. Um, like, like we said, this is our show, everybody's show. So, folks, if you want to call and comment about these issues or any other issues, please give us a call at 713-526-5738. I have subjects to cover, but I always prefer your voice. And that comes directly from our hearts. We prefer your voice because, again, this is your station, 713-526-5738. But before, um, before we went to the subject of Paxton, uh, I was discussing exactly uh, what was going to happen had they passed the CR, the conservative wing of the Republican Party wanted to pass. The draconian cuts that were going to be going towards food programs at schools, that were going towards food. Already, we have begun on October 1st. All the emergency, many of the, most of the emergency measures, the social services measures that were passed during the COVID pandemic. They are gone. The extra SNAP, the, uh, the student loan forgiveness, the support for uh, children whose parents are working, childcare, all of that effective today, or when is uh, October 1st? Effective yesterday are gone. So a lot of your relatives, a lot of your friends with young kids who were in daycares who gave affordable rates because they were subsidized by our government, we the people, justifiably, justifiably subsidized. It's gone. There are parents, your peers, your families, your friends right now that are suffering. How am I going to take care of my kids? I got to skip work because I have no support for my kids right now. The extra food stamps that I used to receive because I am working, I am working, but Walmart doesn't pay enough. 
that that private employer doesn't pay enough that other person doesn't pay enough so and and i'm doing a full eight days work intelligent work but i can't make it the prices of food went up not because anything else went up but because the plutocrats the oligarchs those who run our food supply they decided that they had the power to raise rates irrespective of what's happening they are going to raise the rates and they raise the rates knowing that somehow somebody you are going to support subsidize those who are going to do without look the math is simple i'm going to play a piece later on that's going to make this even better and eric uh stop i'm glad you put uh quit taxing via inflation over spending because it's a silly statement my brother it's an uninformed statement the thing about taxes unlike certain policies is we know it, it is a fixed something that we can see we can touch we can see the results of this isn't conjecture our current economic system moves money to the top that's what it does and the way to fix that right now, before we can fix the entire economic system, is to tax that back into the economy so that we can provide that, to provide services to people who have been maligned and attacked by an economic system rigged to screw them. The only way around that is taxing it back into the system. Before I continue my rant, let me go to Harry. Come on in, Harry. Good morning, Berto. How are Good you? Good morning, morning, sir. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm doing okay, hanging in there. I just had to um, comment on what Howard said and what you're saying um, about these with the politicians uh, and what the oligarchs and plutocrats try to do to uh, common regular working folk and screw them. Uh, I want to first start off by saying congratulations to your wife having uh, another birthday and continuing to prosper on this earth. Your wife, Lin your wife Linda. You Thank can you, tell sir. her Harry said happy birthday. I well, will tell I her. Is, I'll make two comments. Um, I listen to Arnie as well as Howard was listening to, and I, I do like Bill Curry. I'm oh, sorry, I'm um, not Bill. Uh, well, I do like Bill Curry. He's in the second half. Hour. Um, oh, oh, Scott Braddock. Uh, mm -hmm. I like a lot of the comments he makes about Texas politics. And Howard's absolutely right. The, the people uh, here in Texas, these politicians, just feel that they can um, uh, that they that, um, that that they just dupe the public and they can um, they can do anything. And Howard is absolutely right. You got to vote these people out. They're clowns, they're corrupt, and they just screw people. And then in the second half hour, Bill Curry um, commented on what Tim Scott said, that fool Tim Scott from South okay. Carolina. Yeah. He, um, he said, he, 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 as my brother and I were talking off here, he, he, I'm sure you, um, you know about Bill Cosby's Fat Albert, right? Yes. yes. That cartoon he did? Well, yes. they had a, he had a character on there called Dumb Donald. And my brother likes to refer to Tim Scott as Dumb Donald because what Arnie said near the end of her program there was that um, the great the, that slavery 
or the Great Society was harder than slavery. Uh, that was obviously we know that the Great Society produced a lot of jobs for um, people of color. Um, um, a, a family friend of ours, um, they got jobs because of the Great Society. And that fool, Tim Scott, who's just misguided and just does whatever uh, his little slave masters like uh, Lindsey Graham tell him to do, they're just totally misinformed and just totally doofus and just just um um and and they, and they're just um they just don't know and they just um ha- mislead the public they just don't understand. Harry you're going to like the other piece I'm going to I'm going to refrain a bit from uh the the stuff about the the, the uh the what occurred over the weekend I'm going to refrain from the RNC, right now the RNC, what occurred, and I'm going to play a piece so that people can hear exactly what Tim Scott said, because also the former RNC chair. Um, all right, so I'll, I'll play that right now, and then we'll take more, it on the other side. I want to make one more comment before I go. One more comment right, before I go. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, Doobie Brothers song. Actually, that song is called What a Fool Believes. I was listening to that over the weekend again. And don't people, don't be what a fool believes. Be what that song does talk about. Um, be a wise man that can reason away. Thank you, brother. Don't be Thank what you, a brother. Fool Have All a right, good Harry. Day and I'll- Harry, thank you for always listening, calling, and being a part of the show. Folks, so uh, 713-526-5738, I ask you kindly, do not wait until the end of the show where we get a whole bunch of calls at the end and I have to rush people. This is your show. I know sometimes you want to hear the beginning parts of our commentary so that you can you know, comment about this. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with... Uh, what Harry just brought up about what Tim Scott had to say at the debate and in other places, and Steele challenged it. So let's go to that, and then I'll take it on the other side. Rachel Amato uh, played a clip from the Windsor debate of Senator Tim Scott that came out and said, oh, America is not a racist country. The, bl- the black Senator Tim Scott, this is. America is not a racist country. And, uh, you know, it's all is great. And then she brought on RNC chair uh, Michael Steele, who was the first black RNC chair. Actually, he was placed there to sort of uh, uh, to counteract Obama at the time. He didn't last very long. I think after two years, he was gone, something like that. But anyway, she wanted to hear uh, Michael Steele stance on what Tim Scott said. But more profoundly, she wanted to figure out what his thoughts were of the Republican debate. I could have told you what he would say, because the Republican debate, one would think these people lived in an alternate reality. And then there's Trump. And of course, Trump himself lived in yet another alternate reality, and uh, it was just a mess. But I think Michael Steele perfectly illustrated the problem with the Republican Party. Check this out, then we'll take it on the other side. America has suffered 
because of slavery, but we've overcome that. We are the greatest nation on earth because we faced our demons in the mirror and made a decision. Our nation continues to go in the right direction. It's why I can say I have been discriminated against, but America is not a racist country. Never, ever doubt who we are. We are the greatest country on God's green earth. Former RNC chairman Michael Steele. Tell me why that moment it spoke to you from the debate tonight. It didn't. It was a load of, it was a load of crock. Black man sitting up there talking about there's no racism, there's no discrimination, so discrimination, no racism. This this debate was just a farce. I really, I've been sitting here listening to you folks, and I have to give you all plaudits for actually trying to do analysis of what was the most amazing crap show we have seen of a debate. And I've done a lot of debates in my 45 years of politics. Um, this thing was an embarrassment. It was a national embarrassment. It was a political embarrassment for the Republican Party. Um, and Donald Trump didn't have to show up. There's no reason for Donald Trump to even come near these folks because they can't touch him. He'll be at 60% in two weeks, sure. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt about it. And the reality, when you have a candidate who can't talk about slavery, when you have two candidates arguing over curtains, when you've got another candidate sitting there saying, you know, yeah, Putin's a bad guy, but I still love him, where, where do you go? You're standing in, in political hallowed ground at the Reagan Library, and this struck me more than anything else. You have these guys standing here in this library. Reagan took Russia to task. Reagan bankrupted Russia, put it on its knees, broke it. And not one of them could even talk about that. Not one of them could connect that dot to this current moment of what's happening with Ukraine. And that says a lot about this, this troop of candidates and the state of this party. Um, and the other thing, the other takeaway for me, Rachel, Democrats, I don't know why the hell you are tied with these people. How does that happen? What are you doing? Why can't you communicate coherently to the American people? You got this and then you've got what we've done over the last two years. I don't get it. So this the whole campaign is setting itself up to be a Donald Trump bloodbath um, on the Constitution, on democracy, because he's going to continue to appeal to the lowest common denominator because seemingly no one knows how to counter that narrative. Michael Steele could not have been more right. The, for all practical purposes, the Republican primary is over. And it's over with Trump winning in a landslide. And Trump intends to have, as Michael said, a bloodbath. In uh, it, It's going to be a, it, who could get to the bottom of the pail quicker to determine who is going to win the election of 2024 if we allow him to do it. What needs to be done, of course, is quite a bit different. What we need to do is fight with all cylinders flowing uh, for a change. The Democrats need to leave what they are normally used to use, which is ivory tower consultants, and they now need to go into com the communities effective now. They need to go to the social media influencers effective uh, in, in now. They need to go to the independent progressive bloggers and news stations 
effective now. If they have any inklings of what Republicans have done over the last several years to actually affect their their brand and allow the cauterization of their beliefs into the minds of people, that's what they've done. They've infiltrated every aspect of your life. The progressive consultants out there in their ivory towers in Washington think they can throw a few commercials on air, a few ads on air, a few radio programs, a few ads in a newspaper, whatever, and think they're going to make a difference. That's not how it's done. Michael Steele, uh, you nailed it on the uh, Republican debate. One hopes that Democrats would look at things in such a manner differently than they did before, because you know what? They're going to need to. Absolutely, they're going to need to. Absolutely, they're going to need to. Let's go ahead and go on to Jim talking Texas politics. Come on in, Jim. How are you doing this morning? Hey, how's it going? I was watching that uh, impeachment of Ken Paxton, and at the end when they got the vote there, the Senate voted Mm -hmm. no impeachment. Yes. I was uh, the thing I thought about was uh, there was a movie about Texas. If you remember, it had Dolly Parton in it, and uh, you know the there was a the line. Best little, the, the best little whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, Texas. Texas has a whorehouse in it, and now Texas has a whore Senate in it. <laughs> I mean, you know, let me tell you something. That it's all pay for play in Texas. Yes, you're absolutely right, Jim. You're absolutely right. And it's it is shameful because here it is. We have a crook that is the, the, the top state enforcer of the law in Texas is a crook. The top law enforcer in Texas. Think about that. No wonder. <laughs> right, go ahead. And and it, look, you know, uh, no, still, it's not. Still got to go to trials. Yeah, right. So, but you know, the is. amount of damage that can happen between now and the trial, Jim. Here is a a state where you know, I mean, there there's a piece. I don't know if I placed it in the piece, but uh, this effective yesterday, Jim. Texans over. I don't remember. I think it was three hundred thousand Texas children are going to be thrown out of daycare centers because the prices that they're going to have to charge without the subsidies coming from the federal government, which expired on October 1st. Those will not be there anymore in states like Texas. Now, it's affecting New York and California as well, but they have a safety net for the kids, right? Texas does not. Yet, we are there electing people who continue to provide pain on our citizens the the state that has the worst number of uninsured people in the entire country texas is we are the bottom of the barrel when it comes to insured citizens yet we want to give ourselves a pat on the back guess what people are moving here yeah rich people are moving here people with means are moving here people with mobility are moving here because they pay less taxes. But what do you get for less taxes? A suffering population. Uh, go ahead, Jim. Yeah, I think that the uh, Republicans are going to try to uh, primary some of those people in the House. And, uh, yeah, I think that's going to be pretty bad, you know. But you know what, Jim? Let's, let's yeah. put it this way. I think, that's a, I think 
I think it's a good thing for them to primary those people who voted against to, to impeach Paxton. But there's another good thing that needs to occur after that. And then those who got primaried, those who voted to put Paxton out, I hope, and, and I'm saying this with a heavy heart, just I hope in those primaries, they win, not the not the MAGA folks. I hope those who had the, the pelotas to impeach him win to start to show that Texas are going to break that fever, break that thing that says, let's keep voting for people who are kicking us in our butts. Let's stop voting for people who are denying us health care. Let's stop voting for people who are denying us child care service. Let's start voting for people who are going to finally to that that's going to hurt us. And then when the main main election come around and ask the question to every every politician, will you support the Medicaid expansion to the affordable care? If the answer is yes, you deserve to serve Texas. Are you going to vote for child care supporting child care? Uh, yes or no? If the answer is yes, you you deserve being uh, supported as a candidate in Texas. Because again, people don't understand the amount of poor people in Texas, the amount of people that are suffering in Texas. And if you elect those kind of guys that continue it, take $3 million, as, as Howard said earlier, makes no sense. Jim, anything else you want to add before we move on? No, that's it. Have a Have a good show. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you so kindly for calling. All right, uh, folks, give us a call, 713-526-5738. We're about halfway through the show, and we haven't heard from uh, but two people thus far. 713-526-5738. Remember, I have a full show, but I much prefer to hear your voice, what's on your mind, etc., etc., etc. Let me Let me give you an example of of what uh what the Republican Party so far has been represented. There was a segment with both Republicans and Democrats on Jake Tapper yesterday. And when the question was asked, what does Republicans really stand for? What are they ready to provide? There's a piece well, let me just go ahead and play this for you as we wait for our other calls. 713-526-573 at Wake Up Houston. We're talking some important stuff right here. Here is that piece. I guess Matt Gates wanted to put uh, McCarthy on notice. He wanted him to know that come this week, he is going to call motion to vacate. He's going to get rid of the speaker. And to what, what he says is that, you know what? If Matt, if uh, McCarthy ends up a speaker by the end of the week, it's because the Democrats uh, would have owned him. The Democrats would have supported him. But he is he's a goner. Of course, most of the Democrats are coming out and saying they're not going to give a lifeline to uh, to McCarthy. Of course, I think there may be some underhanded deals that uh, McCarthy already got for keeping the government open. That's my hunch. But who am I? But anyway. Uh, above and beyond, Jake Tapper did a great thing. He pretty much ridiculed uh, Matt Gates, who came into the studio live, but he did it with a hunk of class. I want you to check this out, and then we'll take it out on the other side. Because this is important. You have to, you have to uh, make these guys exactly who they are. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Speaker McCarthy argues that he had a bill on Friday that would have put forward less spending 
than what actually has now become the law for the next 45 days. That would have gone to the Senate. The Senate would have voted for their own bill. And then in a conference committee, there would have been a negotiation. And what would have become the law of the land for the next 45 days would have been less spending than what actually is now the bill. Take a listen to Speaker McCarthy. Look, I welcome those 21 back in and we would get a better and more conservative bill if they would simply vote with us. Their argument is your point about debt and deficit spending, which is not an inaccurate point, was actually harmed by the stunt, by the temper tantrum of the government shutdown. Well, that argument presupposes that the Senate was going to take up or conference that bill that McCarthy wanted. You already had Schumer speaking on the floor saying that they weren't even going to take that yeah, up. There would have been a conference committee and there would have been, had to have been a negotiation. First of all, that's never ha- so what you're saying is that something would have occurred that has never occurred to negotiate a continuing resolution. I have never seen a conference committee in my seven years in Congress, and I don't think one has occurred since the mid-90s, where a continuing resolution has ever been conferenced. So you're asking your viewers to believe something that has never once happened. What has happened when the House has passed a continuing resolution is the Senate merely negotiates the feature of that continuing resolution by sending back what they want to send back, which is what they did. So we were always ending up here. Here's what I want to, well, here's why I want to break the fever. Since the mid-90s, this country has been governed by either continuing resolution or omnibus spending. And you have voted for continuing resolution in the past. Well, I'm I'm five years sober voting for continuing resolutions. And I should uh, note that during those years, President Trump was growing the economy. But January marked a difference. Yeah. And you know what? Growing the deficits as well. I regret growing the deficits as well. But we were growing the economy. And look, look, you're talking about the national debt. You were growing. What did he what did he add? Seven trillion dollars, eight trillion dollars to the national debt. I did not stand with Donald Trump on all of his spending priorities. I voted against it way more than I voted My point is, I don't know what this shutdown did to help the cause. What what shutdown? The the shutdown that almost happened. Okay, so there wasn't a shutdown. So the threat threat of shutdown that you created. We have to break the fever. We have to move to single subject spending bills. you broke a fever? No, we didn't, unfortunately. That's why we have to now move to vacate because we have to get a system where the House and Senate will negotiate over each of these agencies of government independently. And I understand that in divided government, that means that you have to take into account the views of Senate Democrats, the views of the White House. But what I want to- You do? You understand? That? Of course, because you're on the floor of the House talking about what Kevin McCarthy needs to do is to allow line item vetoes by people that, like that's you. Not true. Line item votes against the salaries of people who are investigating Donald Trump, the salaries of individuals who are offering sweetheart deals to Hunter Biden. That, to me, is not the language of somebody who understands the balance of power and House and the Senate and how all legislation actually functions. Well, I I think I do. That, to me, is the language of somebody who is looking for uh, clicks and likes and Fox hits, not somebody who actually is trying to reduce the debt. Matt Gates, the little precocious little you know what, but we're too classy to say exactly what he is. We won't do a, what Donald Trump did in California over the weekend where he simply went, uh, he simply went, I think, crazy, uh, pretty crazy. But Matt Gates is uh, someone who simply wants to disrupt Congress, and he thinks with his little precocious self and having a small majority in Congress that somehow he can accomplish something. I tell you what, I think this is the week he crashes and burns. And the reason why is sometimes when you have a little bit of power, trying to exert too much of that little power 
can cost you all. And I think this is exactly where we're heading with Gates. He'll keep on being the boisterous person, but he will be that paper tiger going forward. Good job, Jake Tapper. 713-526-5738. If you want to go ahead and add to the discussion, 713-526-5738. Now, in that segment, I mentioned something that Trump had to say. Well, yesterday there was a conversation on this week with a, a panel, panel comprised of Republicans and Democrats alike, and they all came to the same conclusion. One is that what does the Republicans, what's the vision of the Republicans for the American people? How, what specific, specific policies do they have to assist Americans, to make sure Americans' lives are better? And then they played a clip of the Donald, pieces of Donald Trump's speech as far as what he is all about. And the question has to arise again. What is this guy going to provide to the American people? I want you to listen to this segment, and then we'll take it on the other side. And folks, don't forget, the lines are wide open. Uh, this is, uh, I think, like a six-and-something-minute segment. I'm about to start it right this minute. Jake Tapper had an interesting panel on today in which he discussed what the Republicans have to offer. Uh, one of the panelists said he cannot figure out what Republicans want to do to move society forward, to move Americans forward. And the Republican panelists on the, uh, on, as well just about echoed the same. Interestingly, uh, what Jake Tapper did was play the segment of Donald Trump's speech, actually several little seg uh, segments of Donald Trump's speech, where he showed how crude he was, how uncivil he was. He went after Nancy Pelosi. He went after, I mean, it was just barbaric, the things that he had to say. And then they came back. I want you to listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side. I have no idea what it is the Republican Party wants to do in the United States of America that's going to solve problems for people. Say what you will about the Contract for America. It had a program. I remember, I'm old enough to remember, when Republicans had conservative ideas to solve problems, like cap and trade was a Republican idea to deal with the environment. Uh, the healthcare marketplace that Governor Romney had was a Republican idea to deal with healthcare. What is the conservative market-oriented solution to the 23% of Americans oh who are in the sandwich watch, generation who are trying to deal with their parents on that? And trying to deal with their kids who have learning loss from COVID. So let us, I don't know what the Republican plan is. Well, let us hear from one of the leaders of the Republican Party right now, Donald Trump, who leads <laughs> all the polls to be the presidential uh, nominee. He was in California at the Republican Party convention in California. And here is some of what he had to say uh, to the delegates there. If you rob a store, you can fully expect to be shot as you are leaving that store. If somebody's beating you by 10, 15, or 20 points like we're doing with crooked Joe Biden, let's indict the mother Let's indict. We'll stand up to crazy Nancy Pelosi who ruined San Francisco. How's her husband doing, by the way? He's still suffering from that. And like, it's still painful for that. This is her, her husband of, of many decades. She loves him and it's painful for her to, you know, and he's making light of it. This is the exact type of extremism, 
cruelty that is eroding the foundations of our democracy and that Americans are rejecting, that I am rejecting, that we ran against in 2022, wholesalely rejected for the first time in West Michigan history. And Americans are rejecting it across the board and they're going to reject it again. Uh, what people want to hear, Jake, and, and to answer Jamal, close the border, right? We've got to secure our border. We've got to figure out what we're going to do with immigration. We've got an immigration crisis in America, right? Mm-hmm. We, you, you, you talk to AOC about this. You know, we've got to figure out how we, what we do with our spending, right? right? We, we know, she says, oh, you know, the rich aren't paying their taxes. Listen, the top 1% of wage earners in America make 24% of the income, pay about 50% of taxes. The bottom 50% pay about 2% of taxes. I think well, she's we, talking we, about the top 0.01%. Oh, okay, but oh, my, my point, there are, listen, there is a yeah. marketplace of ideas. American people deserve better. They deserve a debate on these ideas. What's the Republican strategy? I'm still waiting for the strategy that takes gas down from $5 at the pump. Yeah. The President of the United States re- released some strategic oil preserves. Listen, we've had incomes go up. We've seen wage, uh, wages go up for, for Americans. Inflation is going down. We're growing the economy from the middle class, how the president says, from the bottom up. The Republicans do not have a plan to help the middle of America solve its problems. And, 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 Before, I, I want to take what uh, that Republican panelist said lastly. I mean, he, he, he came up and he said, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, just I, I, I think 10 percent of the rich pays something like 50 percent of all the taxes. And, you know, he thought he was saying something positive to to say it somehow like the other folks are stragglers, not realizing this. That is the exact outcome of income and wealth inequality. If all the money and wealth is accumulated by the few, then the few are the only ones that will have the kind of monies to pay taxes. And that's where we what we have. They accumulate all of the money and they want to pay less taxes on all the money they have acquired from the rest of us that they have pilfered from the rest of us. So let's be clear here. Whenever you hear somebody talk about, well, look, all those rich people are paying more of the taxes, accept it. It is true. But the only reason they're paying most of the taxes is because they took all of our money and you pay taxes as a percentage of the money and that they are paying that much of the uh, well, uh, of their wealth into our coffers shouldn't be something these Republicans should want you to hear because any thinking person realizes immediately if they're paying most of the taxes is because they have all the money. So I just want to get that out of the way. But what uh, the, the, the Democratic panelists had to say uh, afterwards was important where he talks about, well, yeah, it's true, but inflation is coming down. Wages are going up, et cetera. Unfortunately, I think that's not enough for Biden to say. That's not enough for Democratic panelists to say, because there are a lot of people that are just not feeling that. Um, uh, Median and averages doesn't help half the people. So let's be clear, half or more of the people don't get help when we look at things in from the median standpoint or from the average standpoint. That's a mathematical thing. So anyhow, it is important that this message be honed in on 
the other side has nothing to offer to middle America, to poor America. Not one thing. You have a president that's unhinged, that goes out there and talks about shooting people, that goes out there and talk or praise Nancy Pelosi for uh, having had her husband injured by one of his followers. It's simply a mess. All right, folks, please, let's go to FJB. Republican strategy seems to be on topic. Go ahead, FJB. Yeah, you realize what you just said, right, FJB? Yes. Thanks. Have a good day. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, I want to. I, I'm going to bring Johnny in next, but uh, the caller wants to say F uh, FJB, and I, I'm going to. I'm going to. You know, I'm going to discuss that. I am going to discuss that. Uh, I don't know who you really are. Who just called? to speak about Joe Biden, but bring Johnny on the line as well. But let me just say this, um, my friend, I hold no animosity to the what you want to say when you called and said FJB and then ran. In other words, you had no desire to support the reason why you said FJB, meaning you know what to Joe Biden. But let me just tell you something, sir. Uh, that's an enslaved mind. And the reason it's an enslaved mind is that if we look at everything mathematically, fundamentally, what was done for the American people, for the most for most Americans, this guy, not not the guy that I would have put in office, but this guy has done more for you, either directly or indirectly than anyone else let me repeat either directly or indirectly and the reason you ran off this line is that you just said something out of passion not out of your own thinking you didn't use your mind to analyze what a a a a, a trump represents and what a biden represent you ran and the reason you ran sir is you could not justify your statement. Johnny, come on in. Brian, use your words, not your words. Grow up, buddy. This country's in serious trouble. We need you to get in gear. Use your mind. I know you got one. I can tell when I listen to you. Stop being like a baby. We need you to put on your grown-up pants and talk like one. Now, as to your point about in, uh, income average versus income median, that is yes. so correct. In a simple way. And a simple way to illustrate this is if you have two people, one has $100 in his pocket, <clears throat> and the other guy's got $900 in his pocket. Mm -hmm. Together, that's $1,000. The average of the two is $500. Right. That doesn't mean the average of these two people is $500. You still got one guy with $100. That's exactly. why in math, you have this concept called median. Right. Now, as to our friend, our friend uh, Matt Getz, Every time I look at that guy, he reminds me of a younger and a more evil version of actor uh, Jack Nicholson. Except yes. Except this sex molester and trade trafficker. And because they denied to prosecute him not too long ago, he feels safe. I got mm -hmm. a message for you, Matt Gates. You're not safe. 
by any mm-hmm. stretch of the imagination. Calm as a bitch. So watch out, buddy. You've got to watch out yourself, too. You better put on your grown-up pants and stop acting like a child in Washington. Either that or update your resume and get out because we don't want you. You don't need you. You're a parasite and you're a prostitute. Thank you, my brother, Johnny. As usual, insightful. I mean, uh, thank you very much, buddy. Let's go to Donald. Uh, Donald, come on in, my dear brother. Good morning. How are you, Egberto? I am doing fine, Donald. How are you doing this morning? Oh, I'm good. You need to watch the movie A Life of Brian, and then you can understand one of your callers that called in. Because <laughs> well, we know, know who the was. Yeah, I, but you know, I, 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 that note, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not worried about that. Let's not cut it short. What I, what, what I have in my house is I have a caricature and I have a mirror. I look at one not to take life too seriously and look at the inner person that artist captured. And then I look in the mirror and I reflect at the end of the day. And the other thing is, the, my mentor told me this, and I'm, I'm going to make it where it's for the air, and that screw them if they can't take a joke. And that <laughs> set me free, and it set my mind free to do what I wanted to do. And that's it. Thank you, my brother Donald. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But uh, the, the, the thing that, uh, look, uh, my my responding to whoever it was that decided, and we kind of have an idea who it was that uh, put that FJB in there, is because it gives us a reason to, uh, it gives us a, a, a good reason to, uh, to bring up my next, my next little piece here. And this is going to pretty much close us out. But if, uh, this is who some of those people who support, uh, let's say, a Donald Trump over a uh, Joe Biden, this is the kind of folk that we're talking about here. I want you to listen to this piece by Joanne Reed, and then we'll take it on the other side. I want you to check this piece out by Joanne Reed. She appropriately nailed the mainstream media. Sometimes you have to wonder what these guys are thinking about when they're covering stories, when they're doing this versus that type of stories. I, I, I love what Joanne Reed did. Check it out now, and then we'll take it on the other side. If you pick up any newspaper or peruse any news website, you'll see a lot of talk about President Biden's age. Yesterday, Axios posted this nifty headline about Biden wearing sneakers and exercising because he's old. The article doesn't say much beyond that, and they don't actually talk about the former president's age, despite Trump being just three years younger than Trump. For an industry that loves to both sides us and will easily both sides us into autocracy, it really doesn't seem to both sides this particular one. If they did, there would be robust conversation about Trump's age or, more importantly, his mental acuity. Recently, he told supporters that it was Jeb Bush, you know, Jeb, the former Florida governor, who led us into the Iraq war. When I came here, everyone thought Bush was going to win. They thought Bush because Bush supposedly was a military person. Great. You know what? He was a military. He got us into the... uh, He got us into the Middle East. How did that work out, right? But they all thought that uh, Bush might win, Jeb. (laughs) Yeah, Jeb's the other one. I'm still waiting for a long dissertation from a myriad of fair and balanced news organizations about that gap or any of the other times that Trump was confused or incoherent. Belgium is a beautiful city. Thank you, everybody. Mr. President, you need to sign it. I said... We've just launched 59 missiles. 
heading to Iraq. Well, you headed to Syria. Yes, heading toward Syria. And I want you to know that. Our army manned the airport. It ran the ramparts. It took over the airports. It did everything it had to do. And at Fort McHenry, under the rocket's red glare, it had nothing but victory. And then I see the disinfectant, where it knocks it out in a minute, one minute. And is there a way we can do something like that uh, by injection inside? You know, you have voter ID to buy a loaf of bread. You have, you have ID to buy a loaf of bread. And we did with Obama. We won an election that everyone said couldn't be won. We would be in World War II very quickly if we're going to be relying on this man. The fact remains <laughs> that President Biden and Donald Trump are both older. But isn't the more important question who has actually delivered for the American public and who's willing to preserve our democracy? Because only Trump has led an insurrection, been indicted on 91 <laughs> felony counts, and been found civilly liable for sexual assault, also guilty of property valuation fraud in a civil case literally yesterday. And only Trump has called for the execution of military officials, slung an anti-Semitic attack on American Jews on an important Jewish holiday, vowed to silence the media, promised to imprison his political opponents, threatened war against Mexico, and ended abortion access in nearly half of the U.S. But please, please, media, tell me more about Biden's sneakers. Uh, you take a look at somebody like Donald Trump. Donald Trump is obese. Donald Trump has showed wear and tear coming downstairs. Donald Trump has showed with his character, with the way he thinks that, in fact, he is older than his 77, whereas we can all say that uh, brother Biden is young for his 80 years, given the biking and cycling that he can do. So, yes, these two guys are are fairly old. Not only are they fairly old, when you're dealing with older folks, anything can happen. Would you like to have a vice president if someone had to take over uh, the person that Trump would choose or the some somebody else that Biden would choose? I mean, the fact of the matter is simple. There's a good likelihood because these guys get good Medicare, medical care that they will that they will do just fine. But that said, uh, if we're comparing uh, Donald Trump to Joe Biden, there's absolutely no comparison with regards to mental acuity, with regards to uh, physical stamina and regards to health, given a fit person who can ride a bike as opposed to an obese person who likely hadn't ever gone on a bike. Absolutely so, folks. And, but I asked the question, and including for that person who called and said, FJB. I, uh, I imagine uh, the corollary is that you support a Donald Trump, and you have to ask the specific question. Christian, evangelical, somebody who calls themselves a conservative, all of those. Any one of you who's supporting that? over a person who cares about his kid, irrespective of what that kid does, over a person who cares, one must ask. Let's go to Bard real quick, uh, since we're about out of time. Bard, come on real quick, you got about 35, 45 seconds, go ahead. Yeah, you're talking about Biden riding his bike, he can't even remember to put his foot down, he falls over when he stops. That's not true. When you clip into a bike, that happens. I've fallen over. I'm a cyclist. I understand exactly what happened there. There's nothing. Again, don't don't believe the Fox News spin. It makes it doesn't make you very smart. But continue, my brother. 
I've seen it on video myself. Egberto. I know. I, I, I have seen it on video also, and it's the same thing that happens to me. When you are in clips and you're getting out of a bike, a lot of times you're getting out of the bike. That is exactly what happens. I'm a cyclist. I'm telling you, that's what happens. Continue, my brother. Well, they're now calling. We're calling him Short Stairs Biden because this they lowered the stairs for him so he can shuffle onto the whatever the case. And I would do that for an older person, or I'll do that for anybody who need. I will assist people who need assistance. But don't mess with the brain acuity. If you if you're going to compare that with Biden with what we have as a immoral, irresponsible thug like Trump, which those I think those those words that I just used are a bit too kind given the moral frailty of this guy. But go ahead. What else do you have to have, Bart? Because I got to go. Well, um, Johnny, Northern Johnny, I don't know what, where he comes from. Obviously, he's from up north, but he needs to just take it easy. We know he's a socialist. If you love socialism so much, move to Denmark or Norway. No, 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 no. no. I, li I like good social policies uh, for our brothers and sisters in America. That's what I will continue to work for, and that's what we'll eventually get when people smarten up and decide, you know what, we're not going to let the corporatocracy take all our money and transfer the wealth. Thank you so kindly, Bart. Call a little bit earlier the next time. I love your commentary. All right, I got to get out of here. My name. I, I want to go and thank the studio. Come on in, Howard Ooh. and Jack. You know, I really like the part where Donald Trump told us about the uh, Revolutionary War where they took over the airports and did what they had to do. Wasn't that great? That was I marvelous. Mean, yeah, they hadn't even invented aviation until the next century, but yet they took over the airports and did what they had to do. Those Minutemen and those flyer, those magnificent men in their flying machines were grounded by the Minutemen. Wasn't that great? That was marvelous. That was marvelous. That was marvelous. Okay, now, anyway. Now Jack and I were talking about the FJB thing. Mm -hmm. Fabulous Joe Biden. How about ah! that? I think that's what he meant. I really do. You nailed it. You nailed I thought it. it was I thought it was fun, JB. And for uh -huh. Halloween, for Halloween and the Republicans, it's frightening, JB. <laughs> you guys are great. You guys are giving me more time than I deserve. Anyhow, um, Anything else real quick? Nah. All right. My name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank Jack Van Bibber, Howard Reynolds. And you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.